Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In the 60th anniversary great race at Bathurst, it's going to be a bow tie day. It's Camaro's Mountain. It's Shane Van Gisbergen delivering an epic three wins in four years. The Kiwis have done it. Van Gisbergen, Stanaway, Chevrolet, and Triple Eight are the kings of the mountain in 2023. Ball's here for Murray, sweeps it away. Crowley's going to chip to the left corner. Ring Rose catches, scores. Take a bow, Ireland. You have been brilliant. Goody Barrett, nice wide pass. McKenzie drops it onto the foot, rubbering him behind. Sprinters on. McKenzie keeps it in the field of play. Oh, you are having a laugh, Damien McKenzie. How did you do that? Will Jordan gets the ball and then runs in unopposed, scores under the posts. Will Jordan gets five test match points. But that is all on Damien McKenzie. He can do things so few can do. I'm only It's four past seven here on Izzy and Kempy for breakfast. It is Tradies Hour too with Night and Day. Start your morning with a hell of a coffee from just $4.50 at your local Night and Day. Who am I? Clue number two. I took five wickets in a test innings against Australia six times. I took five wickets in a test innings against Australia six times. Double eight, double three. If you know the answer to that, uh, you're in the draw to win a $100 Adidas golf voucher. Get away with Adidas golf. Visit adidas.co.nz slash golf. T's and C's apply. Coming up, uh, Paul Radisich is going to join us. We're going to talk Bathurst with him later in the hour after 8 o'clock as well. Brendan Laney to talk NPC and what went wrong with Scotland. Uh, right now, though, we're going to talk some rugby. We're going to talk the All Blacks and Ireland coming up this weekend that quarter final and Izzy uh, there was a text that came through now I didn't know I didn't see this because I basically I turned off before the end of the game because you know when uh, Scotland got it back to 36-14 I thought oh yeah maybe Same. and then uh, Ireland scored against so I was like nah turning it off but Doug's texted through double eight double three. Morning boys I'm late to the show today but has anything been said about the Irish doing a lap of honour after their game it was like they'd won the cup stay humble man <laughs> do it if you've lost or won the cup just my thoughts, Doug. I, did, I, I hadn't actually seen anything about this until I saw Doug's text. Did you? Had you uh, been on your radar at all, Izzy? 
Nah, look, I, I actually was the same as you, Rick Dog. I left and went outside and started doing some jobs. About 10, 15 to go, I just thought Ireland was just too classy. When you're able to take off Johnny Sexton, and I, I applaud Andy Farrell for doing that because they're well ahead. Don't want to run the risk because without Johnny Sexton, Ireland have got nothing. Um, well, they, they have something, but he is their team. He is their important person in that squad. Uh, I just think it's an appreciation for the fans, to be honest. I don't mm. think there was any intention for cockiness. I, I think the Irish fans and the French fans need to take a bow. They need to start giving out lessons and, uh, you know, some, 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 you know, just some work on, on what they do in the supporters. They are the best, most passionate supporters going around. Honestly, watching, like, it, on, watching it on TV, Kempe. I would have thought that game was in Dublin because yeah. it was like there was no Scotsmen mm. there. Same. Yeah, and and mm. that's the reason why they walked around was because, you know, Andy Farrell's come out and he said, you know, like it's like having another player out on the field when we've got our fans there and we need to show the appreciation that um, we know that they're there. I, I thought it was a really good move that he's gone around and acknowledged them because he knows he needs them this week to mm. uh, to lift his team. And, and as he's dead right about Johnny Sexton, mate, that, they lose Johnny Sexton, they've – got more of a chance the All Blacks um, I'm just a little bit worried is he about the the rush defence I just still don't think that the All Blacks have, have conquered that one yet Yeah look at uh, that's, that's Ireland's biggest success over the All Blacks as of late is the rush D but then on the flip side I don't, I'm not understanding why teams aren't implementing that on Ireland you know bringing a lot of heat you know you look at Johnny Sexton and and the way that they're able to do it, when you're passing the ball to that receiver and you're able to wrap around, get a ball out the back, and still have a lot of time to make the right decision, that means it's a team's in a hell of a lot of indecision. How do you fix that? You've got to get players up on their feet, get them in positions where they are confident, they're understanding of who they've got, come forward and put the pressure back on, on Ireland. Because all the pressure that they're implying, applying on other teams, teams aren't, aren't returning the favour, aren't returning it. To, to Ireland and just allowing them to play. So, yeah, I can see what you mean, Kempi, but I, I think if we are able to play the way that we would love to play, and what I say by that is ball in hand, ball in the play for long periods of time where we can play that up-tempo game and we're not stop-starting from the TMOs, checking everything or the referees stopping and blowing the whistle constantly, then I reckon we can, we can really put pressure on that rush defence. Yeah, who, so it's who, going to take a lot of bravery. It's going to take a lot of of great decisions to be made from our our drivers. But I think we can. Who gets the Who gets the referee the game? Um, has that been announced yet, or who are you thinking is going to get it? Uh, look, I don't. I don't have any clue who will get it. As long as it's, I could handle Wayne Barnes. I think Wayne Barnes has been very good up in the north. If you want a northern referee, you'd love to see him. Anyone outside of that, I just hope for the life of me we don't get Matthew Carley. And Matthew Carley is the referee that refereed uh, the South African game. It took him. He's refereed a few. Look, it's, the refs are going to play a huge part. How bad is that when you say this game is going to be won and lost on crucial moments and big decisions from a referee's point of view? Mm. That's, that's what I'm saying. And, and it's hard for me to say it, but there's, am I right? This is, are we thinking the same, Lev? What a, what a road to redemption that we're saying that we hope we get Wayne Barnes. I know. 
I know. Or I hope we get him because he's always got that back of his mind that oh, I owe these, I owe the All Blacks one, one yeah. or two, one or two, one or two. I, I was going to ask, um, is he? What about the fullback spot? I mean, there's there's three options as far as I see it, uh, and I'm starting to think the the longer this tournament goes on, the less likely it is that it's going to be Bowden Barrett. Yeah, look, I know what you're saying, but I just don't think that Fozzie will make that change. He's had four years to make that change, and he hasn't made it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's going to come out in the quarterfinal and make that change. Like, I've seen a lot from Damien. Don't get me wrong, I've had to change my tune on Damien. I just think with Bowden being at fullback, there wouldn't be a position for Bode, uh, Damien on the bench. But there has to be a position for Damien on the bench with just how well he is playing. He's got that X factor about him. He's got that randomness about him. Whether that's enough to win in a big pressure moment in the quarterfinal, well, time will tell. But he he has to be in this in the in the conversation now. I don't think they'll change the fullback role, uh, um, Ricardo. I think they'll stick tried and true with with Richie Moanga at ten, Bowden at, at fullback, and Will Jordan on the wing with Mark Talia on the left. I think they'll just keep it the same to what we saw against Italy. Um, yeah, it's just too late. It's too like why would they do that now? It wouldn't surprise me because they've been confusing with as hell with some of the ways that they've got approached these games. But I think they'll stay tried and true to to what they've done already, and and it'll be the same team. It's whether or not they can they can pick a team that can actually stick to a system and give them more than 14 points because the Irish are only averaging 13, I guess 13.8 points a game. So defensively, they've been mm. very, very good. So it isn't going to be a hell of a lot of points that one would think, especially with that rush defence. Um, so picking Bowden Barrett at fullback is, you know, make a, if you're making a change, the only reason he'd make a change is if you can think that he can break up that that defensive pattern. Do you, do, you, do you think as, you know, with what you've seen in the last two games and that the attacking flair that we've shown, that we can actually go out there and break down the Irish defence and get that 14 points needed to, or more? I, I do, I do, but the only problem I have right now is, is just watching the Irish pack. Uh, their pack is so dominant and they are very good at all the... the, the the facets of, of forward play, you know, the line-out's very, very good. The scrum is strong. Around the park, their ability to, to play the ball to space, from a forward pack point of view, they are very, very skillful. So I, I think if we're going to have any chance, there's this talk of Tyra Lomax potentially being available. It's not as bad as it originally thought, which is a great sign for the All-Bats because I think up front we're a little bit thin. But if him and Nathan DeGroote are available, I think we can match them. But I, I, I think if we get our, our, our foot, front foot football, you know, we're able to get over that game line and we're able to give our backs and our players and our drivers good front football, then 100% we can upset this Irish team. No one's predicting it. Everyone's riding off the All Blacks. But everyone but this team in black, they know what they can do. And I fully believe that they can beat this Irish team. So, so what do you what do you take out of the Irish South African game, with especially the way that you know we played here at Mount Smart, and then we go to England, we get absolutely dominated um, with this seven one uh, split on the bench, just this forward domination, and then Ireland come out and they ex- absolutely take it to the South Africans with the same um, setup. What do you take out of that, having watched that, and and where do we need to make sure that we're consistent against Ireland? We need to be good at the breakdown. The breakdown is probably where we've been exposed a wee bit 
uh, over the last while, like we've been dominated in the breakdown era. The South Africans just showed us if you're not over the ball, you're not in a dominant position, you're going to get blown off it. Ireland have some unbelievable fetches. Peter Mahoney, Peter Mahoney, Omani, sorry. Peter Omani is, um, he played his 100th test on the weekend. He is absolutely class. If you give him any air at that breakdown, he will punish you. So I think it's just that old saying, you know, if you win the upfront battle, and you're able to, because we match them in the backs. Don't think me wrong. We match them in the backs. We probably have better skill sets in the backs than they have at the moment. But up front is where it's all played. The foundations that you are able to lay for your backs to be able to do what they do, that's where it's won. So if we're able to match them physically and at the ad line, then I think we'll get over the top of them. Hey, Dagger. I think you're right. Fozzie's going to pick the same fullback wing fly half combo for his uh, his last game as coach this weekend. Good oh. luck to him from Nicky J. Yeah, I know. Look at how you lads feeling. Like, like when you think about it, after watching Ireland dismantle uh, Scotland, get over South Africa, they're on an 18-match winning streak or whatever it is. I think the world record's 21, which the All Blacks um, got in 2016, I think it was, when they lost to Ireland in 2016. Well, you know, Dag, I'm listening to you, Right. And you're talking mm. like we're underdogs, but we've got a shot. That's how it yep. sounds. And I don't know if that's how you feel, but that's how I'm pick. That's what I'm picking up. We are. We are underdogs. We are definitely underdogs. Everyone's ridden this team, and no one's even talking about them. You look at Tui Palutu, the the twelve for Scotland. He says no one even even they're not even in the conversation now because how dominant the northern teams have been. But um, I, I genuinely think the last two weeks, like you, you yes, we played Italy. Yes, we played um, Uruguay, but Uruguay weren't an easy team to beat. We beat them 70-0. You know, like, they pushed France. Yes, everyone would say that wasn't France's top team, but that wasn't the All Blacks' top team. And they only beat them 27-17 or something like that. It was really, really close. So I, I, I think it's going to be a tough ask, don't get me wrong. But I fully think if we get calls going our way and... You know, like if we have a, a referee that's able to officiate and allow the game to play at open pace, we will get over the top of this thing. If the ball's in play for, for long periods of time, this Irish team will fatigue. They will they will fatigue under pressure and we'll be able to play the game we'll play. So honestly, if we're able to play it the way we want to, I think we can beat this team. Yeah, a lot's going to come down to the appointment of the referee um, because the refereeing at the World Cup is everyone's complaining about how how much stoppages and um, you know some of these decision decisions that they're making, I think that's a that's a um, a true uh, look at what what how things will turn out. The other the other one for me is is just under pressure. You know, if you look at um, Tonga Fussy on the weekend, a couple of times when he's catching that football and unloading those micro skills are really going to let you down if you are put under pressure with a rush defence and made to make those decisions in, in, a, in a, a shorter period of time than you're used to over the last couple of couple of weeks. And I think that's going to be probably for the All Blacks the main, um, the main difference because if they can keep the ball in hand, like you said, mm. and, and dominate um, or compete in that ruck, that ruck in that breakdown area, I, I, do, I do think we've got the, the players, but 
I don't have a lot of confidence actually in the micro skills at the moment. I think that's what a big part of the the letdown is: is that when we do get to those those spots and those areas where we need to just finish it off, we seem to be letting ourselves down. Yeah, I can understand your frustration, Kempi. I was watching that game for the first twenty minutes, and I was very concerned. But the concern was more mentally for me. Like mentally, when you're playing against Uruguay and you are expected to win. You start going away from your game plan. You're you're very micro school holding the ball. I think against an island, if the offload's not on, they won't throw it. Against mm. Uruguay, you're thinking the offload's 50-50, but we're against Uruguay, they're not going to punish us. They're not going to score a try, so I'll just throw it anyway. So the mindset, the mentality uh, definitely wasn't there, and it was frustrating. They got a bollocking at halftime. They came through, and we just saw them doing the basics well. Catch the ball, run a tip, clean well, get good front put ball, clean out get it off the deck, keep the ball in play, kick better. Um, so, look, I can understand concerns, but I think against Ireland mentally, there'll be just a different edge this week, I'm feeling. There'll be just a different edge. And when you think of that forward pack, and you think of the sixth position, Shanna Frizzell starts, Sam yep. Kane goes to seven, Adi Savia goes to eight. The bench, does Ethan Blackadder get another crack off the bench? What do you think? Yeah, 100%. You got to put you got to put Ethan Blackadder in there because you need someone that doesn't mind putting his head where it needs to be, but also a specialist, mate. I think I think you need that that Ethan Blackadder type player down there. Has he played enough game time? I just I just think he na- he's naturally fit um, to be able to go out there and ha- handle that type of pressure. So if I don't, I'm not convinced that um, the two that they've been using, Papali and Jacobson, are ahead of mm. are ahead of him either. Blackadder. No, I, I think I think they're gone. I think that Ethan Blackadder is going to get a crack shot and Frizzell will start at six. Just going back to the point about Ireland lads, when you look at Ireland's play, everything is run through Gibson Parks and Sexton. And Sexton is the orchestrator. You know, he gets in there, he, he just controls this team. But you look at the way they've been playing. They have been running this formation for the last four years. Sexton gets it, he runs across field, he does a little dummy cut, or he gets it off the back of those two forwards, and then he's got two big ball runners outside him that are running good lines. And usually he can hit one of those or he go out the back. He runs a crossfield constantly. Teams are allowing him to run a crossfield, giving him time and with ball in hand. I just cannot for life me see the All Blacks. If he is able to do that, they will run rings around us. Don't get me wrong. They will run rings around us. But if the All Blacks are able to get up, Kempe, like you're talking about, put pressure on them, and just upset them, start showing them, making them have to see different pitches, that is where we're going to get a lot of success, I feel. Mate, yeah, well said, well said. We've got a few questions coming through on the text machine. If you've got a question on this or you have something you want to say on it, double eight double three is the text line, or you can call us 0800 150 This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Need a new mobile plan? Visit Kogan Mobile. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, keeping you healthy this spring.